Healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas, and today I'm joined by Dr. Alicia Cowdery. She is the Outpatient Medical Director for Behavioral Health Services and also Associate Program Director for Adult Psychiatry Residency. Those are a lot of big words, Dr. Cowdery. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Can you explain a little bit about what you do? Sure. So so I have a, a couple of roles here at ValleyWise. Uh, the first role they have is overseeing all of our outpatient behavior health services. So as of right now, we have an assertive community treatment team in Mesa. We have our first episode center, which is in Avondale. We also have a clinic for folks who have the serious mental illness benefit designation in Mesa, um, as well as a couple of other developments, including integrated behavioral health, where we are putting integrated behavioral health clinicians in our community health centers to support the behavioral health needs of folks when they go see their primary care doctors. So for those who don't know, what is behavioral health? health is going to have a couple of different terms. You might have heard um, mental health, behavioral health, brain health, all of those things it kind of encompass the same things. So they're going to be any sort of condition that's going to affect your mood, might affect your thinking, uh, might affect how you behave in the community. So all three of those things are going to be things that might encompass that word. So a lot of them are used interchangeably. How did you get into behavioral health? Sure. So I started off um, working as a case manager when I was in my early 20s. Um, And so I worked with um, typically low income, um, low socioeconomic status um, individuals who had behavioral health conditions like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, major depression. um, And I helped them get back on track um, with their life, help them get to to their um, psychiatry appointments, help remind them to take their medications, help them do basic things in life, you know, work on some independent living skills, you know, just get back, um, kind of get back the life that the the illness had taken from them. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first foray in that. Um, I worked over of roles doing program development and things like that for the Maricopa County community um, for, for about seven or eight years and then decided to go back to medical school. Well, today we are talking about stress, all okay. things stress. We all deal with stress at one point or another pretty much every day. And we're in April now. April can be a very stressful time for people as we're reaching our tax deadline. People are scrambling to file their taxes. And money is um, a really big stressor for people. Do Mm -hmm. you find that as well? Yeah, definitely. And there's always going to be ebbs and flows with stressors for people. But yeah, tax season, high stress for for everybody involved when your finances are involved and the unknown of what, uh, if you're going to get money back or or if you have to to get money together. So it can be very stressful. And we have to remember that stressors can be good and and bad. You might have a good stressor of starting a new job um, or bringing a new family member um, into your family or, you know, some other big event that you may have. So stress, not always bad, can be good at times too. So how can it be good? So it might be good of like being excited about having a new job and like what's it going to entail? What's my boss going to be like? What what will it be like in my new office? What's my new role going to be? So those right. kind of things. So does it kind of keep you on your toes a little mm-hmm. bit? Sure. Definitely could. Okay. Definitely going to make you more kind of aware of what's going on and not just kind of following into your routine patterns that you may have had, let's say at an old job. 
So let's talk about the science behind it. Why does our body get stressed and mm-hmm. how does that work? So it's going to it's gonna relate to um, a protective response, right? If we're being chased by a tiger, um, as a, in the old days, we want to run. We want to have that system activated that says, whoa, pay attention, this is a danger. And so it's a similar response that we may have when we um, encounter not quite a tiger, but some sort of <laughs> other stressor that we may have in life. And those stressors are different for each and every individual. And we're all going to react different to different levels of those stresses. But nowadays, if we're stressed all the time and we're in that state all the time, it, it can't be healthy. No, it's not. And it, uh, it's going to cause an elevation of cortisol in the body. It's going to cause more oxidative stress on our cells. And that kind of constant uh, hypervigilant state is not good for us because we, we don't take that time to relax or to kind of reset or, you know, take a few breaths and just, you know, kind of be in the moment. We're kind of actively searching for what's next or where am I supposed to be or what am I juggling and all of those things. So if you're just tuning in with us, we're talking with Dr. Alicia Cowdery, a district medical group physician with ValleyWise Health about the impacts of stress on the body. Um, And, you know, we've noticed lots of symptoms with stress, um, you know, sweaty palms, beating heart, sure. heart beating really fast. What are some of the other symptoms? That- so some of the other things might not be things you would overtly notice. You might just kind of be like low energy, you know, you know, less energy or more fatigue than you typically would have. You might have some headaches or upset stomach that you can't quite attribute to anything um, in particular. You might have kind of some muscle tenseness or rigidity in your body um, that you're not paying attention to. Chest pressure, that heart, fast heartbeat or kind of anxiety type of symptoms people can have. Um, people People might get cold, uh, like colds frequently, those kind of things. And then all the way up to things like being easily annoyed or frustrated. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and, you know, on a regular day would be no big deal. You know, so go by, about your way and then you're, all of a sudden you're angry and you're, you can't control your emotions around right. those things. So it can manifest itself in many different mm-hmm. ways. Correct. What are some of the impacts of stress? If you're you're stressed all the time, that's got to take a toll on your body. Definitely. And that's, it's going to, you know, if, if that high stress leads to, you can lead to anxiety, depression, can lead to other, other mental health um, conditions. People might use substances to deal with their stressors. So it can, it can lead to a lot of different things if people don't learn how to manage it. Have you personally experienced an you know excessive amount of stress? I know medical school, you probably sure. had some stressful times there, and Definitely. then just as a doctor today, Definitely. how does stress you know manifest itself for you? For sure, yeah, and it's a, a high stress profession. That's uh, that's for sure, and that's why it's important for us to to manage those things. If you you know go into medical school and residency, you're working eighty hours a week. There's a, a lot of things going on, and you've you've really got to pay attention to that and kind of just you know check in with yourself every week to say what's going on, where am I, am I getting enough sleep? You know, am I doing activities that I enjoy? Am I packing in, you know, way too much into my day? Am I making sure that there's time for fun and enjoyable activities? So really looking at those things is going to be important. And in the long term, if you're always stressed, how does that impact yeah, you? Yeah, it's going to it's gonna put you at risk for other chronic medical conditions, you know, such as heart disease, strokes, those type of things, um, as well as mental health conditions. So really um, focusing on that early on and preventing um, long-term chronic stress is going to be important. Right. I know for me personally, when I'm in a stressed state, mm-hmm. it really takes a toll on my relationships mm-hmm, as well. Sure. I notice I'm not as present with mm-hmm. my husband at night. Sure. I'm not focusing on what he's saying. Same with my friendships Mm -hmm. and even at work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, have you experienced, you know, something similar? Oh, definitely. And, and you, you can see that in all your relationships in life when you're stressed out. You might hurry through something and not really pay attention to what somebody's saying to you um, or kind of not be present in that moment. Um, and so it's not good for your relationship. So it's good to, to make sure to focus that energy and that time in a positive manner versus a negative manner. Right. For women, you know, we have a cycle Mm -hmm. every month. And so is there certain times of the month that um, stress can trigger more easily than others? And how does that work? Yeah, sure. And and everybody's a little bit different. So knowing knowing your own cycle is going to be important and paying attention. But obviously, we've all heard of a PMS. um, And so that's something that can happen right before a woman's cycle. And it might manifest very similarly, where you're more easily agitated, easily frustrated with things, that low energy, fatigue, and maybe an emotional reaction to something. Thing that might be, um, you know, more out of proportion than what you would typically um, right. typically know. So that's why it's important to pay attention to those things and put some more self-care into that time if you are predisposed to experience that. Absolutely. And for our listeners who are looking for some behavioral health services and might want to chat with someone, we actually recommend um, making an appointment with a primary care physician at one of our Valleywise Community Health Centers. We've got several all across Maricopa County, and they can refer you um, in-house to um what would it be? A, so, a therapist? Mm-hmm, or? Yeah, so we have integrated behavioral health clinicians. So maybe trained as social workers or as therapists that can provide brief kind of interventions for typical things that people might experience. If you're experiencing some generalized anxiety, some depressive symptoms, you're maybe going through some stressors in life. Um, maybe you're going through a, you know, kind of some grief or loss. So those things and that you might just need a little bit more, you need an assessment, um, create a, a treatment plan, create some goals. Um, they can provide short-term therapies um, and brief interventions interventions to help uh, minimize the risk of that getting to be any to any further uh, disease state. And everyone can benefit mm-hmm. from that. Definitely. Yes. I agree. So you can uh, book an appointment on our website, valleywisehealth.org, and click the book appointment button up in the top right corner. Or you can call us on Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. by calling one 855-9973. That's one 855 855-9973. And speaking of therapy, which I just mentioned, how does therapy help someone um, deal with stress? Sure. Um, So there's a variety of different therapies um, that can help people deal with their stress. Um, One of the more popular ones is called CBT, or Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And so think about it, cognitive, how we think, behavior, how we act. Um, So it's going to look at those things because oftentimes when we get stressed, we develop some negative thinking patterns, you know? So if if I run late to this meeting today and I walk in and I'm like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. I'm always late, uh, you know, this sucks, uh, my boss is probably, you know, not very proud of me in this moment, you know, they all, all had to wait for me, blah, 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 you know, I'm a bad person, you know, all of these things, your brain can jump to all those negative automatic thoughts, um, instead of saying, you know, just being kind to yourself and saying, you know, traffic was bad today, mm-hmm. and I got here late, and you know what, I apologize for being late, and that's okay, so instead of jumping jumping to those negative thoughts, which is pretty common, so that's what CBT looks at, is kind of some of those automatic negative thinking patterns we get ourselves into um, often when we're stressed. Um, There's other things like behavioral activation, so putting in more um, activities into your life that are fun, you know, so you're not so busy and scheduled out that like, okay, so I go from work to soccer practice to the grocery store to my church meeting to this. It's instead it's building in some time that are activities that you enjoy that make you relaxed because, you know, maybe maybe reading might be relaxing to me, but might not be relaxing to you because maybe it's hard for you or you have difficulty concentrating. 
frustrating. So really finding time to incorporate activities that will be relaxing um, and then also energizing for you too if you if you need that. If you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to put some time in there to go for a walk. Even if it's a 10, 15-minute walk every day, it can be really helpful. Well, that's the thing is do we kind of feel like it's a badge of honor mm-hmm. in our culture and society today to be overly stressed and overly busy and mm-hmm. pack our calendars out? Sure, I'm fully guilty of that uh, in my life is that, you know, you know, somebody says, how are you doing? Or how have you been? Busy, busy. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this, 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 this. And I think we'll see a change of culture over time as kind of people realize that, that being busy doesn't always equate to being great. Or fulfilled. Well, exactly. So fulfilled if you life. look back at your week and it was busy, but it was not... Um, you know, you don't say, oh, wow, I had a really busy week. You say, hey, I had a really great week. I hung out with friends. I spent time with my family. I spent time outdoors. I spent time exercising. I spent time doing the things that I wanted to do. Right. So at so the I end agree. of the day, that's mm-hmm. what you're going to remember. Totally. And, and I think that, you know, we also have all these like adult chores and things that we need to do and that, you know, all those things can be taxing. And if you, if you know, you're trying to do, get the car to the DMV, um, you know, get the laundry done, get, um, you know, get the kids stuff taken care of, all yep. of those things in one, in, in one time, we need to be kinder to ourselves and do maybe one of those a day versus Absolutely. cramming them all in. Well, that probably says a lot me- about me too, because I'm only relaxed when I'm being productive, mm-hmm. when I'm sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and watching my favorite show, right. if I do it for two long I start feeling guilty for sure and so for me to relax is to clean the house or to run to goodwill Mm -hmm. and donate or do something productive Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if that's always a good thing um, so yeah, so it depends on each person, right? If you can, if it makes you feel good and accomplished, then, then that's okay. But if you find that, you know, to sit and watch your first television, your favorite television show, you're also like on your computer and your laptop and doing all of those things, you're probably not attending to that one thing that's making you feel good. Right, absolutely. So I want to introduce uh, Chencho, who is our audio producer for this program, and I keep him very stressed all the time. So Chencho? It's part of the job. Yeah. What it's part you? of knowing you. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I have a quick question because uh, you talked a little bit about the pressure we put on ourselves sure. as, as part of society to be stressed. Um, how stressful is, or, or talk about the stress that social media adds to our lives because I, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people really get stressed out about that or, or put too much pressure on themselves for, for sort of that that uh, point. content sort of stuff. I completely agree with you because there's a, there's an Im- intense amount of pressure to advertise your life, right? If, if you're not on there advertising all these great things that you're doing, are, you, are they really happening, right? If the world doesn't know if it's not on your, your Instagram or your Snapchat or your Facebook, it didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a lot of pressure um, that kind of isolates people a lot as well. If you think, oh gosh, I'm not out there at whatever event is happening this weekend or concert or whatever it is, that um, it can have effects on your self-esteem it can have effects on social isolation which can lead to mood changes and things like that and you have to understand people are only advertising the best of the best you're Uh not getting the full picture correct you're getting the highlights right and i think back to to so, sometimes in, in medical school is when I got first got exposed to so, social media type things. Um, and and somebody said, oh, you always look like you're having fun, you know, when I see your post. And I said, well, I don't advertise when I'm sick or when I had to work a 16-hour day or I had to experience something really, really, you know, tragic at work. You know, those, those aren't the things we tend to put on social media. Um, and so I think it, it creates an intense amount of pressure for people. Absolutely. So if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Dr. Alicia Cowdery about the impact of stress. We are a very stressed culture. Do you feel like, um, I mean, you haven't traveled everywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like um, 
our culture is more stressed than others. If we traveled to another part of the world, would they seem happier? So I would say in, in my experience that, yeah, that I think that there's some cultures out there that are a little bit slower in their, you know, kind of activity level and things like that, where they take the time to have a, you know, three hour dinner or something like that, or they take the time to spend with family and things like that, where we as an American culture may be kind of cramming in as much as we can into a smaller amount of time. Right. So I do think that there's definitely something that's fairly pervasive in American culture about, you know, being busy and having all these things to do and 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 seeing those things. Uh, when we were preparing for this show, I was kind of asking my coworkers, mm -hmm. what do you want to know? What do you want to ask Dr. Cowdery? And so um, one of the women I work with asked, um, why now that I'm older, mm -hmm. I think she's turning 50 okay. um, sometime next year, and she um, she says she's gained some weight mm -hmm. and she doesn't know how to deal with stress now that she's older. Um, what advice would you have for her? So, yeah. So first of all, looking at how she's spending her time, right. And, and seeing where she could put in some time that might help relieve stress and also help her, um, work on the weight loss. Like, is there a comp an activity she could do with a friend? Like, could she take a walk with a coworker at lunch or something that would kind of be, you know, hit a dual effect is that you're going to have some social time. Um, but you're also out there, um, getting that blood flowing and moving and, um, and making you feel better. Um, looking at what the person's eating to a healthy diet is going to make people feel a lot better and less stressed as well. Um, so making sure you're getting vegetables and fruits and all of those things is going to be really important there. So it's really going to be attending to kind of her day-to-day -day changes and making small changes. You know, it's right. not like you can't start going to the gym for three hours every day yeah. um, and, and doing expect to thing. manage that all the Correct. time. It's, you put in small steps that are going to be manageable for your life. And whether that's, like I said, a 10-minute break um, on your lunch break and go for a walk or, you know, 10 minutes when you get home, it yeah. can be broken up into, into small things that are manageable, running up and down the stairs in your house a couple of times if you have those things. Something you can maintain exactly. all, all the time. Exactly. And then give yourself credit, even if you, you know, hey, if you only made a you know on one walk today instead of two be like well I made it on one and Definitely. that's a big change those so. are good tips for anybody correct you just want to make small changes that are, are feasible in your life because if you make gargantuan plans it's just it's, it's, it's not, not going to work. work and then you're going to feel more negatively about yourself which is going to make you feel more stressed out are there some misconceptions about the difference between having anxiety and stress? Is there a difference? Oh, definitely, for sure. So stress is going to be a response that most people have. Anxiety is also an emotion that most people have. Um, but anxiety is going to be more of a kind of an abnormal response to the um, to the stressors. So I know that tiger's chasing after me, but it's not, you know, I'm just sitting here calmly in a chair. There's, you know, I'm not stressed out because of my schedule or those things. It's something I'm experiencing outside of any sort of stressor. It's a response right. my body's having without me having any control over it. Is stress something that's um, at all hereditary or is it all environmental? So I think it's going to be multifactorial um, and things are, but we all see how our, you know, um, our, the people in our environment re react to stress, right? You know, maybe if we had a very stressed out mom, we might learn that response or we might learn, hey, I don't want to be like mom also. So it's going to depend on, on each person and what they grew up in and how they saw other people in their life deal with stress. Right. Well, this has been really great information. I know I've learned a lot, and um, I want to finish by asking you, what are some of the major takeaways that our listeners can can 
take away. Sure. So I think that, and thanks for having me. This is a good topic to get out there. I think it's important for people to pay attention to their stress level and pay attention to their schedule. Um, And their body. And their body, exactly. And how you are are spending your time. Um, Looking over your schedule and saying, hey, am I making sure to put in time to get some exercise? Am I getting some downtime? Whether that's, you know, reading a book, doing some yoga, meditation, just something that's relaxing. Are you doing things that are fun? Um, Incorporating your hobbies um, and things like that. Are you spacing out any of those really kind of adult chore stressful activities um, in a way that makes sense for you and then if you're seeing that things are getting out of control it's good to talk to somebody about it you know talk to a friend about it talk to your primary care doctor about it you know there's there's lots of lots of help out there and the more we talk about what we're experiencing we also realize that a lot of other people are experiencing it you know we don't want to keep that in and be isolated because there's definitely a common human experience that people go through and I think the more we talk about these issues the less stigma they'll have moving forward and we're actually going to have you back on in a couple weeks mm-hmm. to talk about uh, first episode, mm-hmm. psychosis. Is right. that the right way to explain it? Yes. So how does stress affect younger people and kids? So I think we've seen an increase of that, particularly with social media recently, is that kids are more stressed out. They're, they're you know, uh, supposed to be involved in more activities and, and they're overscheduled and there's not as much time for just being a kid. Um, you know, I, some kids I know have like, you know, 16 different activities after school and homework and all of these things. Um, um, and then the pressure to keep up on social media as well. So I think that um, in the in the last few years, we've seen an increase in stress in our kids, and we need to address it. I think it's going to be really important. Definitely. Well, it's very competitive, and so mm-hmm. parents, they want the best for their kids. Right. They want them to be at the top schools mm-hmm. and performing, right. but are we really doing more good than harm, right. or is it the other way around? Yeah. So it's hard to know at this juncture, but definitely we do see an increase in prevalence of, of stress, uh, anxiety, depression, and things like that in young people mm. that we've not seen before. That's hard to mm-hmm. hear. And how young does stress start? So it can start very, very young, depending on what a young person goes through. Um, you know, as, as young as, uh, you know, like two and three years old, they might experience stressors based on, on what they're, they're going through in their life. So what does the First Episode Center do? How does it help with this, stuff like that? So First Episode Center is a very specific program for young people who have the beginning of psychosis or schizophrenia. So obviously it would be very stressful to hear um, and experience um, psychosis or, or that diagnosis. So what we do is we help normalize that condition as a brain health condition um, that the person didn't ask for but they experience and we want to treat it just like we would treat diabetes or a heart attack. You know, the person's had a brain attack and we want to figure out how the best way to help them so we surround them with support and education for the young person in their family to make sure they get back on track for their life so that they get back to school work family community relationships all the things that they had in line before they had this experience with psychosis absolutely so if you are you know in a family setting or you notice a loved one a family friend uh, who seems really stressed out for maybe it's a long period Mm -hmm. of time or they're not acting themselves Mm -hmm. it can be awkward to approach them and and tell them that you're noticing these things Mm -hmm. what's the best way to handle something like that for sure and I think it's it takes uh, a lot of strength to do that to do that but it's important to do and just you know asking how somebody's doing and not in a you know I'm passing you by in the hallway like really how are things going for you you know sitting down having the right setting um and then gently gently 
Gently pointing out the things that are um, that you've noticed in a non-judgmental way. You know that you might just say, "Hey, you know, I noticed that you know you kind of rushed through lunch instead of you know us sitting down and and having a, a really solid conversation." Or, you know, I I, I I noticed that oftentimes you know you're always you know dressed really well and have your, your makeup all done, and I've noticed that's been a little different lately. Mm. You know, is there anything that's going tough, on? Isn't it? Yeah, it's really people tough. might take it the wrong way, yeah. but you're really just trying to help. Yeah. So just say, "Hey, I noticed some some things that seem." different and I just want to check in because you know I love you I worry about you and you know I'm here for you um if it's nothing going on and you want to handle it on your own that's okay yeah. but just know that I love you and I want to be here and I want to help right and what can I do to help and sometimes they take the advice and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't right. but at least you tried and you never know when a person's ready to change or not change you know and you know you, you can get a variety of reactions people might be like no that's not happening you know mm-hmm. I'm fine um or it might open the door for a conversation to say actually you know what I've been going through something and it actually would be good to talk about it and it's less taboo now thank mm-hmm. goodness people are sure. very much more open about mental health mm-hmm. and you know talking about it men yeah. and women Definitely. which is great we're yeah. going in the right yes. direction and I think it's also okay to say you know sometimes I notice when I'm not you know when I'm overly stressed you know I get moody or you know I don't pay attention to my physical appearance or I don't you know give as much attention to my relationships or my job or whatever it is um, and just can open that door for them to to perhaps engage in that conversation So if you're listening and you feel like you want to check in with your doctor, either for mental health or for physical health, you can make an appointment with a district medical group physician at one of our ValleyWise Community Health Centers uh, by visiting valleywisehealth.org and clicking the book appointment button. Or you can call us at 888-855-9973. That's 888-855-9973, Monday through Friday from 730 to 5. Dr. Cowdery, again, thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been great. Okay, thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you've heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a ValleyWise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.